This episode marks the 10 year anniversary of the closing of Woolworths. For just two pounds a month, you can buy a person wearing a red jumper at a till, a toy till to play with while they think about what it was like working at Woolworths. For just two pounds a month, you can get Gerald Corbett, CEO and chairman between 2001 and 2007, a pair of slippers to walk around his house and feel sad in. Definitely, uh, definitely should have gone with when you said it was worth. I uh, definitely should have figured out how much wool it was worth. Mm. The current exchange rate of wool to worth. <laughs> I wish. I, yeah, I wish. I, I do wish I'd done that now. Goddamn, Ben. Why aren't you? Why aren't you hosting all the episodes? Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike. I am drinking a... What am I drinking again? It was a Black Label something, wasn't it? A uh, McGuigan, isn't it? Ah, yes. A McGuigan's Black Label Shiraz, which is an absolute delight and comes highly recommended by Alad. And joining me today, we have... Alad, and I'm drinking the remainders of a Hardy's Crest. Uh, Cabernet Shiraz Very nice. Merlot Because it doesn't specify on the bottle That's when you know it's good When it says red wine and nothing else That's when you know it's going to be a good bottle <laughs> All I know is it's Australian wine That's fine And Ben Levy Griffiths And this week I am drinking a uh, Shepherd Neems 1698 Which is rather delightful What on earth is that? It's, uh, it's a Kentish strong ale Kind of Quite malty, um, not too hoppy. Just a really nice sort of lovely ale. So, how does it work? Each week we'll be locked into a fantabulous location. We've each secretly crafted a sneaky puzzle just for the occasion. And we'll present one in turn to build our escape room of the years while the others try to solve it. So, we ready, boys? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Let's enter the infinite escape room. This week... We step from the endless corridors of the infinite escape room through a set of boarded up sliding doors. As we cross the threshold, they grind shut and lock behind us, very atmospherically. Before us lies a cavernous, dusty room, a time capsule of 2008 consumerist tat and detritus. To make matters worse, all of the items appear to be stacked on shelves, rather than on an internet storefront where they belong. As the musty stench of failure to keep pace with the nation's shopping habits hits our nostrils, we realise we must be in a derelict Woolworths. It's been boarded up since Christmas 2008, and it's all looking a little bit sad. We best escape before Sir Philip Green, professional arsehole and part-time Krampus, buys the premises for a pound and then burns it down with us inside for the insurance money. The bawdy slidey doors are locked behind us with four whimsical padlocks. Let's escape! Four whimsical padlocks, but there's only three of us. (laughs) What's this? One of the padlocks is made of Christmas cake. Alad eats the padlock. Alad has a lovely time eating the padlock. Looks like there's only three padlocks now. The other padlocks are made of padlock metal. Before us, we see the toy aisle, the famous Woolworths pick and mix, the children's clothes aisle, and because we're going up to Christmas, a shitty Christmas book tree balding in the corner. I'm feeling the uh, the pick and mix. Let's, uh, let's go see if there's anything uh, to nibble on. Pick and mix sounds like a delight. And that's my puzzle. I've had rather a lot. It's fine. Okay. You wander down to the pick and mix aisle. On the right-hand side, you see what used to be the hand tool aisle, completely derelict. Someone's bought all the hand tools. On the left-hand side, you see the pick and mix. Now, the pick and mix stand is somewhat empty, but it's five units across, four units down. And somebody, 
in their infinite wisdom, presumably an ex-member of staff, has taken a spray can and has sprayed some of them black, so you can't see what they are. Hmm. What would you like to do? Um, you said they were mostly empty. Uh, yes. Is there some with stuff in? Yes. Well, these are interesting in the fact they're not transparent, so you've actually got to open the lids to see what's in them. Okay, could we have a... How many, roughly, are, uh, are not transparent? Ten, Ten are transparent. Can you tell us... Is there a sort of discernible pattern to the blacking out by spray paint? There is a pattern somewhat reminiscent of a checkerboard. Ah, in which case, is the top left-hand corner black or see-through? It's see-through. Okay, which means that every other checkered one is black. Gotcha. Uh, was, yes, we go top left is 1-1. Is one, one. Um, that's clear, so we can definitely see there's nothing in that. Ah, but you can see that there's a label on it, because all oh, these what? boxes are labelled. What does the label say? Love hearts. Uh-huh. The, and there are no love hearts in it. No, the love hearts themselves are actually empty. Staff must have been hungry. No love. How about the next box along? Uh, next along to the right, next please. Next along to the right is Mini Mallows. Is that uh, empty as well? That is also empty. Can we carry on along, please, to number three? So number three is blacked out. Uh, the spray can got to this one, and it's sealed shut. Row one, being at the top, uh, column three, is black. Yes. And there's no label? No. Okay, cool. Moving on then to uh, the one next to that, uh, number four. So the number four is not blacked out, and it's flying saucer. Okay, and then number five? Is blacked out. And locked and, and can't get can't see Correct. the label. Right, okay. So then, uh, coming down the line, back onto the left, and what's the label on that one? Fizzy laces. Ooh. Um, and the, so 2-2 so two, two, uh, is going to be black. Correct. Two three is clear. Yes, it is. It is heartthrobs. What on earth is a heartthrob when it's at home? Do you know those Haribos that are shaped like hearts? Oh, is that what they're called? They are. I always just call them Haribo hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, you won't. No, I'll, no. I'll, I'll probably call them heartplops. Heartplops. <laughs> yes, that'll do. Um, uh, so moving along then to um, two four is going to be black. Correct. And then uh, two five is clear. You've got it. And uh, what's the label on that one? Vanilla fudge. Ooh. It, and there are definitely no vanilla fudges left. You look inside, there is one vanilla fudge left. Do you want to split it, Mike? I tell you, I'm actually not a big fudge man. Um, you, uh, you go, you go ahead, mate. But that's frightfully I, I sweet eat... to offer. <laughs> I will eat the fudge, please, Alan. Oh dear! Did you want okay. to continue in the meantime? Uh, I would love to. I'd love to know, for <laughs> example, uh, if uh, on row three, box one should e. be black. Should be black. It is blacked out. Yes. Okay. And nothing contained therein. Nothing contained therein. Okay, row three, box two, please. Foam bananas. Hmm, foam nanas. Okie dokie. And uh, row three, box three, please. Blacked out. Uh, row three, column four is going to be clear. It is. And it has in it. Dolly mixtures. Uh-huh. Um, so, and uh, the last one was black, you say? It is, but there's nothing stopping you from checking inside. Nah, it doesn't seem like something we need to do. Row five, blood box one, please. <laughs> Drumsticks. Chicken or sweetie? Sweetie. Okay. Also, what's in... Can I just... <laughs> Seeing... No, Mike. Commit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Row 5, box 2, please. Blacked out. But again, nothing stopping you from looking inside. Cool. Row 5, box 3, please. Sour keys. Sour keys. Oh, I love those. I'm guessing that column 4 is going to be black. Correct. And, uh, and 5 is clear. It is. And this contains... Mini Mallows again. Duplicate. Don't know why. Ben, I can't help but notice that the one on row four, column five, we didn't check, and, and Alad made an excited noise. Alad, old chum. What? what? Mini Mallows? Row four, column five is Mini Mallows. 
Row, row three, three, column five. Ah, uh, is blacked out. Is blacked out. Uh, Aladol Chum, could we t- take a little looky loo at that? You can, of course you can. So you open the blacked out box and you see that there are three fried eggs left inside. I am a bugger for a fried egg. I'll have one of those if you don't mind. Of course you can. You eat the fried egg. It's rather stale. They taste okay. Could we turn around, do a 180, um, and have a quick look at the hand tools? Just, is there anything other, is there anything sort of of particular note there, other than the fact it's empty? So it's empty, but there is a used black spray can, which the perpetrator has used clearly to cover your pick and mix. And he's also sprayed a message on the on the pegboard behind the pegs. And the message reads, Sweet! Connect four. Uh-huh. Interesting. Ben, thoughts? Uh, we need to connect four. So could we, um, in, uh, in, in on row four, so the bottom row, in position two, uh, could we have a look in there, please? Sure. So that position is blacked out. You have a look inside, and there are an assortment of strobes. Can we have a good rummage in that assortment of strobes, please? Because if, if this was connect four, then that would be the four of the connect, because it's like the diagonal four blacks out, is my thinking. You can. You have a look in amongst the strobes. There is nothing of note. Buggeration. Okay. In, um, just to double check, the, the three fried eggs we found on row three in position five. Yeah. Could we have a look in position three on row three? So the blacked out one, you open up. There is nothing inside, but inside the flap that has been sprayed out, you see that there should be wine gums inside. Okay. And again, for can we take a look, please, in the blacked out drawer, which should be row two, um, column four? Sure. Uh, you open it up. There's nothing inside, but there is a remainder of a price tape tag inside, which says that once upon a time, these were jelly beans. Finally, can I please ask you what is in... Uh, the first row and the very end, like number five, sort of column five, the blacked out one there, please. Once upon a time, there is a label inside that says that these housed cola bottles. But as we all know, they're the first things to go. So it has been a while since I've played Connect 4, but we the premise of the game is that you have two players, each with their own colours, and you've got to connect four of your colour, either diagonally or horizontally or vertically. Is that correct? It is. I mean, we've got okay. four We've got four blacks connected at the moment. Yes, but there's nothing in them. I was just wondering whether maybe we had to put the three eggs in, <laughs> in to connect four. <laughs> but because um, there are three empty and there would have been three eggs. Somebody ate one. <laughs> oh, I hope we don't need the fudge to solve this, Ben. <laughs> Allard old chum There was there anything else remarkable about the empty tool bench Apart from the message and the tinier spray paint No there wasn't The message was um, Fuck you all connect four Or was that effect (laughs) It was sweet connect four Sweet connect four Do we need to connect four sweets Uh, We have got strobes and two eggs left Sure But you've also got the compartments that were blacked out So there are no love hearts, because I remember it asking explicitly for them. Were Correct. there any mini mallows in row 1-2? There were not. Uh, in Were there any flying saucers? There were, but they're flat, because they go really flat when they've been there a while, and they're not very nice. Were there any pathisy things? There was a hand. Uh, any heart throbs? No, they all go straight away. How about... Oh, the, and the vanilla fudge, we did have, have one of those. What <laughs> 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 um, about the, banana, uh, the foam bananas? That compartment is full. No one likes foam bananas. I like you know, foam bananas. The best. Aww. Um, Love Dolly Ricks. Empty. 
I've, I can't for the life of me what it is. I've just got drusting. Drumsticks. Drumsticks. There we go. Not, none in there. Uh, sour keys. One in there. And mini mallows in the bottom right. Three in there. Okay. I didn't note down any quantities, Mike, so I'm hoping that if it's important, you did. Uh, I didn't know. I've, if anything, been working on the assumption this is all one of Allard's uh, famous distractors and the key has been within us all along um, or something similar to that. <laughs> I have been trying to keep tally of what has and hasn't got sweets in it. Um, and I'm thinking there might be a gap stopping us from having sweets in four aligned spaces in any direction so oh. so if it's connect four if it's connect four draws with sweets then we from the looks of things don't have any at the moment where we've got four aligned things with sweets so if we were to for example take um since we've got unlimited foam nanas uh four foam nanas and stick um one each in fact just fill the entire bottom row with foam nanas connecting five alternatively yeah just connecting five uh, can you let us know if anything happens so you fill the bottom five compartments with foam bananas by doing so you remove three mini mallows and one sour key now all five compartments are full and you have three mini mallows and one sour key oh well that was all right then so Back to the, uh, back next, to the shop yeah, next puzzle. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Hmm. Can I inter- interlude just a little bit? <laughs> interlude? No. Yes, there's an interlude here. You've just pushed the key out. Oh, was it the sour key? Cool. Row five, box three, please. Sour keys. Sour keys. Oh, I love those. Sour keys? One in there. And you have three mini mallows and one sour key. (laughs) You utter prick. I've been trying so hard not to put emphasis on it. Unspeakable prick hole. (laughs) (laughs) So, having solved my puzzle, you leave the... Pick and mix aisle and return to the entrance of the store. Fantastic. Okay, so remaining we have the uh, the toy aisle and the children's clothes aisle. What do we what, fancy? Uh, what do you fancy, Alad? Children's clothes aisle sounds intriguing. It sounds dark. It sounds potentially dark. I'm glad it's Ben that's doing it. It does sound dark, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy it's Ben doing it and not literally any of our other friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is my puzzle. You go towards the back of the, uh, of, the, of the store to an aisle that looks rather dark. There's a lone light blinking in the corner. This aisle is completely enclosed. There is only one way out of this aisle. To your left and to your right, there are rails of clothes. At the far end of the aisle, there are also clothes. About halfway along the wall of the left-hand side, there is a, a door to what looks like a lift down to uh, presumably a stockroom. There's a little keypad there is also a uh, a sign. It's got a large ladybird on it, and it says, uh, "Choosing the correct clothing is key." To the right-hand side, opposite the door, there is a mirror, along with a small uh, chart. What would you like to do? Can we please take a look at the little chart? You may. Um, the chart uh, at the top has got uh, clothing uh, written on it, and there are two columns. However, the halfway through the chart. 
you, you can't see it. it's been sort of scratched out, uh, presumably by some uh, disgruntled employees or perhaps some customers during the Christmas rush of 2008. What you can see is the first four rows and the last two rows. The first row, so the the, um, the left-hand column of this has, uh, has A through to Z um, on it. So the first row is A in the first col column, and then the second column, it's got one, comma, four, comma, five. For the B row, we've got two, comma, eight, comma, ten. In the C uh, row, we have three, comma, sixteen, oh, yes. comma, <laughs> fifteen. Yay! Damn it, In Alan. the D column, we have four, comma, 16 comma 20 now as i say from here on in you can't see any of the uh, any of the other um rows they've been uh, scratched out um but you can see y and z so y reads 25 100 and 125 and z reads 26 104 130 okay so most people who are as smart as us, i.e. extremely smart, will have worked out that uh, the each column is going up in sequence. So the first column is going up by one each time, the second column is going up by four each time, and the third column is going up by five each time. So based on the missing stuff, we can kind of assume that the bit in between D and Y, the missing bit, uh, is sort of following the same sequence. Hashtag yeah, thinking yes. aloud. Absolutely. So, at the very bottom of the table, there is a comment that describes how to figure out what your correct clothing size is. Um, and the example says, Albert, one, four, five. Okay. Okie dokie. So, I mean, Albert would be A, one, four, five. So that corresponds with the chart. Okay. Um, can we take a... Is there anything else to see on this um, this little chart? Nothing at all. Could we have a little look at the ladybird keypad? There is no ladybird keypad, but there is a uh, a keypad in the ladybird section. Um, the keypad has some numbers, uh, one to nine, uh, with a zero at the uh, bottom centre, and also a call button on it. There's a small sticky note uh, next to the keypad that suggests that this might not be a keypad, but more of an intercom. Uh, there's a there's a the note says call for Margaret three times. Oh dear! So we need to work out what M is, don't we? Oh, uh... would um, would you like to have a look at the clothes? Can we look at a piece of clothing that is a medium size, please? You rummage through uh, through the clothes on the uh, on the rails, hoping to find a medium uh, sweater because all the clothes that are left are sweaters. You struggle to find any sort of labelling that corresponds to medium, but you do note that all of the Sweaters have got ladybirds on them, with the Latin name for the ladybird, coccinellidae. Sorry, coccinellidae? Yes. I'm not writing that down. I started at cox and then had a bit of a giggle and then forgot the rest of it. Coccinellidae. Sounds like a really awful stripper name. <laughs> Let's see, coccinellidae. Uh, so the, the note on our intercom said, call for Margaret three times, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, That's correct. And all of the sweaters um, read uh, as sort of our coccinellidae yes. labelled. 
and the keypad only goes 1 to 9. Am I correct? That's correct. There was a mirror as well. Can we take a look at the mirror? The mirror is extremely dusty, but through the dust, you can see two fine gentlemen standing. (laughs) You soppy bastard. Uh, then you realise it's a poster. Oh, you don't! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, actually, Allard, you know that jerk hole of the year award you got given earlier? <laughs> Need you to drive to Cardiff and give it to Ben. On it tomorrow when I sobered up. It's fine. I'm on it. Um, Sorry, no, it is really a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to drive you tomorrow morning, Ben, and make you pay. I just couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) Just a thought, Mike. Yeah. But your measurements would be the same as Margaret's. Oh, yeah, they would be. Yeah, they would be. Is there a way of finding out your measurements? Well, the only thing is, so we calculate, I mean, calculating Margaret's wouldn't be hard because we know that M is the something letter of the alphabet. So, oh, feck, what letter? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, D times ten. D times ten. D times ten. Wait, what? No. No. What? What is? What is D times ten? I. I figured that was M. Is that like a bad way of X gone? Give it to you. Like D gone. Ten it to X gone. Um, hang on. I lost my ABCs. I think... Yeah, 13. So it's the 13th. So presumably it would be size M or Margaret would be 13. Uh, four times 13, which would be 52. And then 65. No, wait, piss. That's not right. Oh, yeah, 65. Yeah, that's right. So, um, if we were to go to the uh, the inter- inter- interpad uh, and dial 135265, um, I don't say dial it three times, but I'd like to just dial it once first to see what happens, and then press the call button. Can you tell us what happens, please? You press the buttons, hearing nothing particularly, no sort of feedback. You press the button, the call button, and... You can just hear breathing. Breathing? Breathing. Can we use the call button to respond to the breathing? You could try. You just hear breathing. Can we try uh, Can we try 13, 52, 65 three times? You try pressing the buttons. Uh, once again, there's, there is no feedback whatsoever. Hmm. Three times. So it was a call Margaret, or call for Margaret. Call for Margaret three times. I mean, do we multiply it by three, perhaps? I mean, what do you, what do you think, Alad? If there's a call button and we can actually speak into it, can we just literally call Margaret three times? What do you reckon, Mike? Yeah, I mean, we've already been foxed once today. Um, definitely worth I trying mean, a second it sounds, time. It sounds like a horror film gone wrong, to be fair. Definitely. It sounds like Candyman gone really obtusely wrong in Woolworth. But Ben, can we can we call Margaret three times into the intercom? Go ahead, then. Margaret. 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 Oh. <laughs> there is a silence, followed by, yes? <laughs> Hi Margaret, we're stuck in this room. Could you give us the key out, please? I'm going to need your sizes. My sizes are thirteen fifty-two sixty-five. Will that be all? Yes. Are you sure? Could I have a key, please, for the changing room, possibly? While you're I'm at going it. to need your sizes. 
My sizes are 13, 52, 65. Is that all? Could you give us any advice on what sizes you require? I'm going to need your sizes. Oh! Oh, Margaret, not to worry. My sizes are 1, 4, 5. And any more? And mics are 13, 52, 65. Very well. You hear the other end click. Then some uh, mechanical sounds come from the elevator. There's a bing! And you can see through the little door, through the little window in the door, that uh, the elevator has arrived. What would you like to do? J- just to clarify that the door is, is closed. I, I'd love to open the elevator, please, then. So you open the elevator door and inside there is um, sort of a wheelie rail with two suitably sized sweaters on. Both have a ladybird uh, Alan, on the front. Alan, would you, like to, would you like to don a sweater, old chum? Can I don don the smaller one, please, Ben? I'm a bit shorter than Mike. <laughs> so you don the sweaters um uh, ben can we take a look at ourselves in our new jumpers in the mirror please so you walk over to the mirror uh doing a 180 in the process um you uh, you can't quite see yourself so you dust off some of the some of the dust from the uh, surface of the mirror and uh, you see beaming in front of you two uh, two fine folks each wearing their ladybird sweater um you realize that the uh the one of the wings of the ladybird on Mike's sweater um, isn't quite stitched on correctly. As you go to uh, to inspect this further, a little golden key falls out. You have found the coccinella key, and you have solved my puzzle. <laughs> Very good, Ben. <laughs> Very good. I like that you introduced us to the Latin name for ladybird earlier. So, with your ladybird key in hand, you head back to the shop front. So remaining, you have the toy aisle, which is my puzzle. Would you care to venture inside? To the toys! To the toy aisle! So, uh, you walk up to the toy aisle, this being your standard walrus, that's kind of got your slightly gummy tiles now overlaid with dust. There's a lot of kind of motes of dust hanging in the air, an overall smell of sort of basically rotten decay coming off of this ten-year-old artefact of the retail environment. You know, this was a, a more innocent time when Orange was around as a, as a mobile network, when when there were other 2008-related things, which I'm weirdly struggling to remember now. And this being a Woolworths, um, the toy aisle usually has a very grand sign at the top, and this does. And like any other Woolworths, the toy aisle itself is, to say the least, disappointing. It's uh, it's looking it's looking rather bare, uh, having had to sort of you know the uh, the Woolworths closing down sale. It's obviously been picked relatively clean. However, there are still a few items on the shelves and uh, and on the floor around the aisle itself. It's just basically one large, bare, miserable shelf. But what are the items that are left? Well, you have on the shelves a Star Wars clone trooper helmet. You have a singing, dancing Elmo a Ben 10 watch, a crying baby born, and I checked this is just the crying one, the pissing baby born came out two years later, (laughs) and a interactive dance mat for High School Musical 3. There's also a toy skeleton on the ground. Ben, would you be offended if we looked at the um, baby born first? (laughs) You go ahead, Alex, you go ahead. (laughs) You, uh, you take a look at the, the crying baby born. It's uh, it's still in original packaging. It's uh, you're kind of your standard pink monstrosity of a toy, and it uh, he is uh, rated a uh, crying baby born rated ages two to four, and it's got the sale discount sticker on it, marked six pounds. Can we make it cry? I would imagine that batteries once included have long since rotted away. Hmm. They're um they're thirteen pound ninety five on eBay. 
So probably not <laughs> worth swiping. <laughs> Could we have a look at the uh, at the the clone trooper helmet, please? You sure can. So once again, it's in a rather battered cardboard box uh, from a sort of more forgettable era of the Star Wars franchise. Uh, the clone trooper helmet is marked suitable for ages 10 to 14, and the clearance sales sticker on this reads two pounds. Oh, sorry. Um, how much was the baby born again? Six pound. Excellent. Okay. Could we have a look at the Tickle Me Elmo, please? Sure thing. So uh, singing, dancing, Tickle Me Elmo is marked suitable ages one to two. And that is has a clearance stick on it of one pound. Interesting. Can we look at the Ben 10 watch, please? Uh, you sure can. It's from um, the sort of utterly bewildering Ben 10 franchise, uh, marked eight, suitable for ages six to nine. And the clearance sticker for this has four pounds on it. Okay. And the uh, the interactive dance mat, please. Sure thing. So it's uh, a high school musical three dance mat. Uh, it shows uh, the uh, the packaging shows members of the cast jumping up and smiling it's suitable for ages 12 to 17 which is um sort of you know not quite sure why Optimistic. it's on the toilet <laughs> quite and the clearance sticker for this as it's a high quality electronic good is seven pounds i think alan had one of them <laughs> <laughs> you say had he still does um what about this uh, discarded toy skeleton ah well, the discarded toy skeleton, uh, sorry, the discarded toy skeleton is uh, well, sort of surprisingly large for a toy. And uh, and as you take a close look at it, you realise that it's um, not not so much a toy as uh, as an actual skeleton. Oh, breaking me! Dire. <laughs> it's a skeleton. It's uh, it's wearing the the tattered remains of a dress. Fortunately, all flesh long since eaten away by Woolworth's cockroaches, and. It has, uh, as I say, the tattered remains of a dress, a handbag, the uh, sort of the, the withered, leathery remains of which slung over one shoulder, and it's over the top of a basket. The basket is empty. And how much is it worth? What ages? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say that despite the chaotic final days of Woolworth's closing, nobody has marked this corpse for clearance. <laughs> This is obviously the, uh, the the reason for their downfall, not marking up items correctly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Mike. Just revisiting the uh, the baby born again. Uh, what ages was that suitable for? Uh, the crying baby born was suitable for ages two to four. Two to four. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, Ben. What do you reckon about this handbag that's on the skeleton? That they. I think you'd look very das- nice with it. I'm sure I would. Did you perhaps want to look inside it though? Yes, we could uh, could give that a go. Sure thing. Uh, Mike, could we look inside the the dead person's handbag? Certainly. Um, So as you disrespect the dead by rifling through their belongings like some sort of Skyrim character, (laughs) you loot their corpse, you find four bear pelts, um, and and an iPhone 3G, which, as you'll know, was the the best-selling phone of 2008 uh, with uh, 25 million units. Uh, I had one of them. Now, this being from uh, an older era of smartphone, where where phones were real phones and, and women were real women, um, it remarkably still has a little bit of charge. It's asking for a pin, a oh, five-digit yeah. pin, to be precise. Five-digit pin. Yes, a five-digit pin. iPhones didn't have two-factor authentication <laughs> back then. I call bullshit. Way to stretch uh, uh, reality, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Way to break your own puzzle, two Apple nerds. 
Hmm. Is there anything else notable about the uh, about the phone? Anything on the back or anything like that? Uh, not at all. It's a uh, pretty much bog standard, um, let's say orange branded uh, iPhone 3G from 2008 with just a snifter of charge left. So much more bullshit. Orange didn't sell it. It was only available SIM free. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, through O2. Oh, yeah, I got mine through O2. Yes, but if you didn't get it on O2, the only way you could get it was SIM free because I took out a credit card purely to get the iPhone 3G. <laughs> my, my research extended a little further than what was the best-selling phone in 2008 <laughs> hang on we've got financial values for items so theoretically that would be the pin so we've got two six seven i've got in order of us finding them not not um uh us inspecting them uh two one four six and seven yeah so, could we try putting 21467 into the iPhone, please, Mike? Sure thing. You you try to put the pin in, um, 21467, and it does, I, I don't know if it had the little animation at the time, but it does the little 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 wrong pin Wiggly. thing. Uh, and I don't know if it would have told you at the time that you had a number of attempts remaining, but let's mm-hmm. say for the sake of argument, it says that you've got three attempts remaining. Ooh. Um, I'm really trying to second guess like ancient iOS security now. Um, so I'm pretty sure that the 3GS would be old enough, or the 3G would be old enough now for us to be able to uh, use one of the lock screen uh, <laughs> hacks to get in. <laughs> Bypasses. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, ben, what do you reckon if we take the five digits we've got and run them in numerical order? So one, two, four, six, seven. Yeah. Sure thing. Yeah. So you. Oh, sorry. So, uh, so just going to. So yeah. Just before we do, we've got three more tries. Is that correct? Well, I mean, I wouldn't want to be inaccurate with regards to ancient iOS. Um, but yes. for a tool. <laughs> but, yeah. Let's say you say. Let, let's say you've got three more tries. Okay. So because if we try it that way first, and then that fails, then we can try it in reverse and go high to low. Yeah, as opposed to high we've low only to got high. One more go. <laughs> so we've got two goes. We've, we've got tried three one. goes all together. When you inputted the uh, the incorrect password the first time, it told you you had three tries remaining. Right. So we've got three more goes. So we can try high-low, high low-high, and then cry in a corner. Can I make a suggestion that we have a little bit uh, of a more of a look around before we do? So could I ask, is there anything else remarkable in the handbag? Uh, no. Uh, and anything else remarkable about the corpse? Anything in in the person's hands or? No, I'm afraid not. It's uh, okay. it's hunched over a, an empty basket. Um, I'd say it was probably. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell how this person died. Possibly trampled to death during the uh, during the final days of wars, or maybe just kind of like you know faded away. So it's very hard mm. to tell from sort of the, the skeletal remains. And and nothing else of note in the in in the aisle. Is there anything else on maybe some other shelves or? Um, I'm afraid not. It's uh, it's been picked pretty much bare. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Fine, Alid. Go ahead and uh, and and execute your plan. Uh, Mike, can we try um, low to high on the pin for the iPhone? Which would be so. One, two, four, six, seven. Uh, you can try that. You do try that, and you now have two attempts remaining. I'm afraid that was incorrect. Okay. Can we try high to low, which would be seven six four two one? You can. You'll be interested to know that is also incorrect, <laughs> and you now have one attempt remaining. Right. We're a, we are one step away from breaking Mike's puzzle. <laughs> I think so. <laughs>
Do you think the three no the three G didn't have alphanumeric? It was just numeric, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike. Oh, Ben. What do you reckon if we try five zeros? I'm just wondering whether there's some sort of a. Uh, there's no A. I was just wondering whether there was um, an order set by maybe um, if we sorted all the items alphabetically. Um, and I was partly wondering whether there was like an A B C D kind of uh, thing, but there's not. What of the age? Um, the age recommendations don't match up, do they? No. Oh. No. But would the A if we sorted the numbers into the if we sorted the age with the yeah. corresponding numbers and ran low to high based on age, would the numbers then change? So we'd have uh, one because the Almo was one to two. Yeah. We'd have uh, four because the Ben Ten watch was six to nine. Yeah. No, sorry. Sorry, no, we have six on. for it the would... crying baby, because that was two to four. Yes. Then four. Then uh... ben, ben 10 would be eight to six, which would be four pound. Eight, eight to six. <laughs> six to nine, I've got. I've got eight to six written down. I don't know why. <laughs> That's generally how age ranges work, from top down. <laughs> Suitable for age, Up, down. ages 40 to two. <laughs> um, then the clone... Trooper mask was um, 10 to 10 14. 14. So that was two. Yeah. That leaves us with seven for the dance mat, which was ages 12 to 17. So, But we're missing a number because it's five digits. No, that's right. We've got uh, 16427. Ah, yes, we do. Um, Mike, could we please input into the, uh, into the iPhone 3G uh, 16427? Are you sure? Oh. Oh. Are you playing Chris Tennant from uh, <laughs> Is that your final answer? Are you sure you Can don't we phone want... a friend? <laughs> I feel like we are at the cusp of breaking this puzzle. You, you can, I'm not sure. Can, you can put it in if you fancy, Ben. What have you got to lose? <laughs> do it. Ben. Do it, Ben. Ben. Should we, should we just do it and just really screw him over when it breaks? Oh my god, I can hear Ben actually being stressed about this. <laughs> I feel like we should do it, because what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> That's fine, Ben. Just, just stick it in, Ben. He's gotten close to the mic, Ben. I think you better do. <laughs> Go on, then. Let's just stick it in. So, after much deliberation, and on your final attempt, you stick in the numbers 16427, and the phone unlocks. Yeah. <laughs> on the screen is a half-written text. It reads, OMG, just noticed that the items on the toy aisle in age order are the same as my pin. Oh my god, <laughs> I nearly died, my jaw hit the floor. And it stops there. As you read this out loud, the skeleton's jaw falls off. <laughs> and tinkling to the floor is a key. You have found the skeleton jaw key toy bone. <laughs> I wish I'd come up with a better key name. You have solved my puzzle. Well done. Okay, so with skeleton key in hand, you return to the front of Woolworths, to the entrance, in fact, of Woolworths, and we take the skeleton key, the coccinellidolly. Hang on, that's not right. Cocky. The coccinella key and the allard key. <gasps> the sour key and the sour key. We twiddle them into their respective whimsical padlocks and then 
give him a second little twiddle and then jumble around a bit because we got him in the wrong whimsical padlocks the first time around, but it's all okay. We pop open the locks and we've escaped, but unfortunately Sir Philip Green has burnt us to death in the meantime. Whoopsie daisy. Oh well. Hooray! Yeah! <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favourite apps, feeds, uh, iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, basically all the social medias. Is, is, is. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it helps us reach new audiences. Thanks in advance, and we'll advance and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Just, just so I've literally written down on my piece of paper, Cox in Ella, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> because that's the only way I was going to able be able to uh, to <laughs> to pronounce the Latin name. Oh god, that's a really bleak <laughs> mental image. It's just oh, like one of those horrible Chinese knockoffs of a Disney movie. Frozen. <laughs> 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 nearly there, boys. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. <laughs> I will have the. Uh, do you mind if I have the skeleton key? No, 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 be my desk. 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 Be my. Put my keyboard I'm to the s- test. <laughs> Tie the mouse cord around your neck, Sherry, and wait. <laughs> I feel like this is going in the edit, so I'm shutting up. Um, okay, so just put it in. <laughs> <laughs>